0: tell the story first of robin hood and the monk they begin in the forest Then robin hood says that it's been a fortnight since i've been able to commune with god to hold mass he's a godly man so he wants to go to nottingham to do it and his merry men tell him let us come with you he says no no i'll just take little john and so they go off towards the city and on the way there they have this wager to pass the time and It starts getting a bit heated and robin gives him three to one and he wins the wager robin gives him the money but they get in this fight He has a lot of spite towards little john ends up punching him in the head and little john says this is unfair like doing that is wrong i'll no longer be your man and goes back to the greenwood and so robin continues on his own to nottingham this monk who sees them on the way reported it to the sheriff and they've laid a trap for him and the sheriff goes to capture robin when he leaves mass and he has got all these men with him. And he goes to lash out at the sheriff, and the sword hits the sheriff's helmet, and the sword shatters, and he's able to be captured, but not before killing several of the sheriff's men. Here is a really important point, is that its tone is both light when they're in the Greenwood, but in combat, and when they're facing the state, when they're tyrannized, then it gets violent and dark in terms of what Robin Hood does, and, and also in terms of what the Merry Men do. And so Robin's imprisoned, disarmed, beaten up, uh, not well-treated at all. We cut back to the Greenwood, where little John is. He says, oh, Robin's been taken. He's done me an ill. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to save him anyway. And so they go out from the Greenwood and they find the monk on the way to the king. And so they grab the monk and kill the monk that betrayed Robin to the sheriff and on him is a letter to the king telling the king that Robin Hood has been captured. So Little John dresses themselves in normal clothes out to the Lincoln Green and go to the king's court in London. And they say, ah, we've been sent, we found this message on the dead monk and we've, been, we've brought it to you. And the king says, oh, thank you so much. Here's 20 pounds. I'm naming you Yeoman of the Crown. Gives them his privy seal and says, take this and a message to the sheriff and says, don't kill Robin Hood, but bring him to me alive and unharmed. And so they go back to Nottingham and the sheriff lets them in. He says to Little and the men, here's a room for the night. Thank you so much for this. We'll go back to the king tomorrow, bring Robin to him. And so he drinks heaps of wine that night and passes out. Mission successful. And tomorrow he'll take Robin Hood off to the king. Hopefully, he's hoping to his execution. Everyone's asleep, they've been parting all night and Little John and the Yeoman sneak up. They find their way to the jailer's room, get a sword and slay him in his sleep, take his key, release Robin Hood, give Robin Hood a fine sword, bang, fight their way out of there and escape to the Greenwood. Little John says to Robin, you did me an ill, yet I was loyal and rescued you, but I'm done now. I'm out of the merry man. And Robin says, yes, you are right. You'll be our master, Little John. I will be your man now for your display of loyalty. And Little John says, no, I will stay in the Murray Man, but we still want you as our master. We cut to where the, the king with the sheriff, and they find out the news. The king says, ah, oh, these yeomen, I made the king's yeomen." Little John loves his man, Robin, more than he loves us. But the king, interestingly here, ends it, scolds the sheriff, but then ends it, doesn't go hunting them the sword shatters on the sheriff's head. That is kind of like Beowulf, it's the sword of lies breaks. What that is, is that you're out of touch with the truth, out of touch with reality. That's what happens with Robin and Little John in the first place when they fight each other. Because Robin Hood is the leader, he's wearing the frock of the leader, his behaviors need to be identified with, the patterns of action that are the leader, that are true, If he breaks from them, it means he's a false leader, like the bishops are. They are breaking from what their garb tells everyone else they are, and so Robin is too, when he... Therefore, his sword breaks when he faces the sheriff. He falsely forged the situation by acting in the wrong way, and the story is a journey of Robin Hood going back to the ideal, going back to the ideal Englishman, and he's brought back to the ideal by the men that are around him, by the men that he's trained with, by the men that came to him for the very ideal in the first place. They keep him in order. Little John is still going to leave at this point. It's this moment when Robin Hood acknowledges that no, you are now our leader because you displayed the ideal and I fail in the ideal. Little John says, no, in the very behavior of you saying, I be leader, you have displayed that you're back on the path of the Englishman. In that fairness, in that English way of not having ego about it, of being brought down to earth. You might look at that and, and maybe not even notice it. But this action is so important. Robin Hood's greatest trait is his ability to recognize the ideal. It's his connection to the king spirit. The leader recruits. The leader recruits the ideal. The leader recruits the little John, And then further on, when you go to the king, that equally symbolizes it, is that there is no more man more loyal than this little John. There's no more loyal man in England. than the king too realizes because of this behavior, even though he's been embarrassed, they are displaying the ideal it's justice. There's a reason why it feels right that the king doesn't continue to hunt them after this. So little John doing a good time for an ill shows you that if you build your hierarchies these ways, they are resilient to internal discord. But if you fill your hierarchies with tyrannical weak men, if you dominate them from above, as is demonstrated by the sheriff, when you insult them, when a minor moment of conflict happens, they will instantly betray you, lead in a way where you're just their leaderman, your shilderman, you're not their governor. You are the person that steps out first. You are first among equals in terms of you all have a soul. That's acknowledged. That's what the shilderman is. It's that you're all, you are all sovereign individuals, all here voluntarily. And that's so key about what Little John does. You're, the idea of consent, if Little John can leave, he doesn't have to stay. If you build your hierarchies like this with loyalty in the right way, when you make minor failures, as we are human and bound to do, people will still protect you and defend you. In any group, there will be a time when you need the people around you. They're not there for profit. They're there for other reasons. They're there for their accomplishments. They're there to fight tyranny, basically. They're there as free men. But if you build it with weasels there for money, the moment there's no money, they'll turn against you. And that shows the difference between continental robbers and these Greenwood rogues aren't rogues right? They are Greenwood moral man of Christ. Robin is a courteous gent. The friar too, they have the nobility in them. They have the truth on their side. They are noble, even if they don't look foul on the outside. He is truer to the spirit of what is good. Other people are dressed in the frock of authority and display no nobility at all. They look fair but feel foul, like Strider Lord of the Rings. He looks foul and is fair, and that's his function, is to reveal the truth of the inner spirit of these authorities in the mortal secular realm, even these fake papist priests. Robin Hood has recognized with these bishops, they are not godly. So the frocks that they have on them are misrepresentative of what they are supposed to be because they're co- collaborating with the state because they're raising unfair tithes. This is the don't tread on me thing that is displayed by Henry VIII as well. They are, have done something unfair which has shown they're ungodly so Robin Hood is const- constantly taking their authority away by ridiculing them but even defrocking them because the frock are their authority and like i've talked about before he's testing their virtue when he talks with these priests when he brings them amongst the married men and same thing with friar turk he's testing their charity that he's seeing whether they're displaying christian values he's seeing whether they are the priests and friars that they claim to be helping the society see through the self-deception defrocking the priests reforming them and ridiculing them is showing the rest of the population the truth away from the appearances. That's his role, is to bring us all back to the truth. That when you become tyrannical and you're lying and you're deceiving the people and the culture, Robin Hood should come for you. A new virtue that's not Christian or classical is that, a take the piss, an English virtue, that helps us among the society and other people. And people might not like having jokes made about them, but that's the point. It's to help you see through your own self-deception. And you're trained in the value where you should be able to laugh at it. That's the virtuous training in Englishness. Here's where we get to the real meat of Robin Hood versus the papacy. Robin Hood is not anti Christian. Robin Hood loves Mary more than he loves anyone. Robin Hood has his own church at the edge in the tales, at the edge of the forest, in Sherwood. He's not Protestant, because he wants to go to Mass and do the ritual. So much does he value the mass, when the sheriff comes for him, he refuses to leave the sacrament. <laughs> when it's going on, and that's why he's captured. So he's a godly man. Robin Hood isn't attacking Catholicism as a doctrine. What he is attacking is the papacy as a state, as a tyrannical state, right? Because the people that he kills are always in service of the sheriff. This monk, it's implied that he's working for the sheriff and that he takes the damn warrant to try go to the king, demonstrating that he's a secular power not a religious power. Therefore, he's a tyrant. He's a crony of the sheriff, not a man of God. But what Robin allies himself with is the curtailed friar, who isn't involved with the state, who is outside of this state-like hierarchy that cares about the world. He's a Christian man. He cares about the spirituality on its own, which even a Catholic priest should be concerned with. He only kills the papists when they are not godly. And the priest, there's two other tales, Robin Hood and the priest, two other ones. Those guys are working on behalf of the state. He takes the taxes and the tithes, the unfair tithes, because they are too involved in the temporal world, not the spiritual, where they should be. He takes money to teach. He doesn't take it to redistribute it. He makes them say mass for him, makes them go through the procedure. He's teaching them the right way. To go back to God to do what is godly, he gives them the chance. Says, "If you okay, do you have any gold on you?" They always tell him a lie, but some no- nothing sum. He checks them out, and they've got five hundred pounds on them, which is a lot of money in that time. Only then, when they've displayed, they are ungodly. Does he take it? But he gives them back. What he does is divides it amongst the men that on the local. This is taking back false tithes. He's not unCatholic to take the tithe they've proven their status, trying to capture him. Once they've displayed this behaviour, then Robin teaches them, be godly and you can survive, even though they would have had him executed. Robin Hood and the Monk is the oldest of the tradition. You can really see it. The better the ballads are, the more likely they are to be captured sooner from the oral tradition rather than a broadside ballad or some artist. It's not an individual artist, you know, Trying to make his own observations with his conscious mind. It's sort of the collective pulling the truth out of a situation because it's gone through all these cycles. It wouldn't exist still if it wasn't the truth. It wouldn't still be with us because this stuff is Bayesian, it's like a feedback loop. As it's told in pubs, the truth endlessly refines itself because the person that tells it next time has experienced a similar scenario and slightly changes it based on the reality he's faced and the society he's in. So that's why this knowledge is so more true because it's been through more revolutions. Just like the original Bible, those stories went through millions to get to this truth. And that's why they're always better. When you break them apart, when you analyze them, they always seem more true to reality the less a single artist is involved with the work. Stop masking the truth, whether it's Hollywood or whoever it is, propagandist. stop wearing him as a flesh puppet, and you're doing what the bishops do in Robin Hood. You're doing the antithesis of what Robin Hood is. You're filling him and his garb with lies. Just like The Green Knight, that worthless junk film that was made about Green Knight, has a nice style to it, wow. But it's the antithesis of the good that is in Green Knight, crowning yourself in the fame of this ancient story. You're making it about you because you're like, oh, I'm going to break everything in this because it's edgy and cool. You're not counterculture. This is counterculture. You're nothing. You're just obeying the same crap that's always been done in in Hollywood. It's the fake counterculture. Oh, you're edgy, are you? You're constantly trying to move away from what's traditional. It's like, no, dude, that's now the culture. You're boring. You're lame. You're a cathedral lackey. You have to laugh at it as well, right? It's like, they're so desperate to be individuals, right? I'm going to, wow, I'm going to be an iconoclast. Broke all the rules of tradition, whatever. (laughs) But all they're doing is the same boring crap. They have the same inverted structure as their morally bankrupt, (laughs) as their morally bankrupt creations have. They're crowning themselves in glory. Of the inverted structure the real taboos the real counterculture are the people that are breaking the tyranny of social justice rules right they're the edgy people and the interesting and the funny comedians you've got no more taboos left but like gross sexualism that's why all the jokes now you see it's all about sex right they're trying to make that it but it's like dude there's nothing left to break the taboos are all on our side We're the edgy interesting cool people when you're boring repeater horns for the values of a broken ideology what is this also suggesting is that we are supposed to expose tyrannies being created by whatever, the Metropolitan Police now. These people are foul. We need to reveal that and take the piss out of them. Take away their authority. Take away their garb. Make fun of these police. We want the people to disrespect them. So the job becomes untenable and they have to reform. The middle managers have to reform. Don't be like, oh, this is just a beat cop. He has to do what he... No. No. Forget that, just like people in stores, all these people that are enforcing this crap, it needs to be untenable for them to enforce the tyranny that comes from the middle managers. We need to be, make them so disrespected that no one wants to do the job. Because that's, sorry, if you can't get at the middle managers, you can't get at the priests, you have to Robin Hood whoever's around, whoever it is, be a person in a shop enforcing bloody mass crap. That's what it's recommending we do be in the greenwood and doing it. Be disagreeable enough. And you will be disagreeable enough if you surround yourself with a group of chads, of merry men in a club who egg you on to do it, and who gather resources to protect themselves in a defense for so much you can do. Okay, we're facing down this tyranny. We're putting money into a pot towards the common good. Oh no i don't want to do that i don't want to spend money on that i'll put my time into it if they've attacked a thing at the top of your hierarchy the most important thing you kill that man you kill the monk right or metaphorically kill the monk um they go after church or statue we should all be out there you not just be upset and sad that it's been done oh well i'll just go back to my whatever watching tv back to my painkillers back to my my lull sleep back to my bloody Coma, my internet porn coma. This is what this project's about too. It's about you're building a walled garden because they cannot possibly endure like we can because we have a thousand years of culture behind us. They don't have that. They have ideology that is just negative. So they can just build up resentment, yes, but they cannot possibly survive in morale, a war against us because we have a thousand years of procedures where we face the dragon the vikings the darkness we come from darkness they are nothing but the inversion of our light our light will endure reflect it like a beacon if we sound the bugle horn like robin hood out to him if we do that bring him back to life then we will outlive and overcome as long as it lives once it goes we are done my friend and we might as well not exist we will just be overcome by a ruling elite We will be overcome by tech overlords because the culture is what drives it. If people stop having the culture and they cannot be inspirited by work like this, and then we are done, we are serfs and England is over and the free man is over. You're done, son, and your line is done. Do you want that? So you better do something where you have the time and the chance to do something. You better act or we're all fucked. Dad greatly to believe. (laughs) This world is worth fighting for. England's worth fighting for. Because without it, what the hell do we have? Without the free-born Englishman. Thank God it's still within us. And be a part of reawakening that. Dare greatly to believe. God save the King. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time, brothers and sisters. Remember to comment and share this. It's so important that you share this with other people. Say my name or whatever. Like, tell them the Scott Mannion chap is interesting. He's worth checking out. He's got this Green Word show. Whatever, share it with people. That's the only way this will grow and can continue, really. So please do that. Share it, comment, and like it. And please do sign up to the locals. Sign up there. There's only 14 people that have, so it'd be great if if you did sign up there. So the content I'm posting on that platform, you can see.